That was wonderful. I feel, I feel like this, don't you? I do. I believe it was the Spirit of the Lord God. It was, that was wonderful. I do, I just, I feel it just kind of dripping off my fingertips because, you know, I was asking the Lord, to, you know, just set it up, Holy Spirit. Set up the, the time that we have tonight. And I just thank you, Lord, uh, for this word that you gave me. And I just ask that you let my mind be clear, concise. As I've heard your voice speaking to me, and uh, we just thank you for a good interaction of everyone, and um, we just bless your name. I thank you, Lord, for Wednesday nights. You know, Wednesday nights are my fave, they're my total fave, because I met Dave on a Wednesday night. You never know. Remember how Ronnie always says, Jehovah Sneaky. So that was in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, Jehovah Sneaky, he sneaks right in and surprises you with a lot of things, you know. But uh, Wednesday nights are always, I don't know, it's just something different. I guess it's the middle of the week, and you got half of the week done. And I used to say that, you know, going to uh, church all the time. I'd, uh, let's see, I was talking to Cheryl Laverty yesterday, so she and I have something major in common. She's a retired dental hygienist, and so am I driving in New Orleans. I'll just I'll just give you one example of a Wednesday night. So having to work, kids are small, didn't want to work. I was burned out. We did so much in the church. Uh when I had the car, then Dave, you know, either had to tandem with somebody. I think by that time though we were over close to the church, you know, and they would walk over. Driving along on the interstate in New Orleans, going over that big old tile bridge, and I looked this way and looked that way. <laughs> I take my shirt off and change it while I was driving. Did all kind of nut things. Would I do that again? Never. <laughs> Never ever. But we were under a lot of law and we didn't have any grace operating in that church with the senior pastors. We were staff pastors. But um we did some crazy stuff, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Crazy stuff. Anyway, the Lord sees and he knows. And he will reward accordingly. So I know, I know God's got it. But would I live it like that again? Never. But we did. So we accept it and we go on in God. I'm going to speak on the song of the Lord tonight. And I got news for you people. My people! You're going to participate. Because we're going to talk about and we're going to sing out the song of the Lord tonight. God gave me some really, really good stuff on the song of the Lord. I'm going to I'm going to fly through some things. I'm going to watch my time as well, but I want you to participate. I want you to raise your hand and make some comments and so forth if you have a good comment um along these lines, okay? What is the song of the Lord? It is a melody that you feel in inspired by the Holy Spirit and it is sung spontaneously in the church. Now, I, I tell them, don't even worry about tonight. We could we could just let y'all fill it in. We wouldn't have to, because on the next two pages, we're going to be saying these scriptures out loud. So it's a melody inspired by the Holy Spirit and sung spontaneously in the church. This song is not learned, but it is prophetic in scope. Singing brings forth the word of knowledge, prophecy, and a release of the gifts of the Spirit. 
So we all know these things. These are practical things. I don't think there's anybody in here that doesn't know about this, but it's good to um, go over this material again. I was going to get my harp out, and I was going to play a tune and a melody, and, but I'm like, no, I'm just going to focus on this, and we're going to use our voices for a song of the Lord. It's going to be an exercise night. Now, why are we doing this? And you're going you're to hear more about the song of the Lord. I'd like to teach this again after I teach uh, some other stuff with it, like in about another month. But I don't want to wait another month for all of us. We want the song of the Lord to come forth in this church. Now, how do you do the song of the Lord? So here's worship and praise. You know, hallelujah, glory be to Jesus. We've sung all the songs. Everybody's been dancing, moving around. And then we get to the slow songs, and we get into a lot of good worship, worship, worship. So at the end of that last worship song, we can just tell people, launch into the song of the Lord. You know, like uh, something like this. For the word of the Lord says, my people, I love you. I'll give you joy if you give all to me. And you can just go on and on. So what prompts all of this? is the next number two how does the song of the lord happen it is birthed in worship and praise you know there's a giving birth with this but isn't it a wonderful joyful birth when it comes up and out of you uh, a lot of you may say well i don't have a singing voice and you might yodel before the lord <laughs> it may not be the sweetest sound but we you can still open your mouth but i I'm looking at everybody. Everybody in here has a good voice that you can sing unto the Lord. Number three, who helps us sing the song of the Lord? The Spirit of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus sings through his bride, which is the church, unto the Father. God has truly set his sanctuary within us. So we already have the sanctuary of praise in us, don't we? I want to read some things in between that I found. I mean, I stayed up really late just because I got so interested in this. And Dave kept saying, you're coming to bed, you're coming to bed. Yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming, yeah, I'm coming. And I just saw more and more. And uh, I wrote out a lot of these. These are scientific facts about our voices. Do humans vibrate at different frequencies? Different cells within our bodies vibrate at different frequencies to create our own special song. This is not Bible teaching. This is scientific. In the presence of acute or chronic illness, these vibrations change. They are also altered by things that we eat and do. The higher the frequency, the lighter and healthier the person. Isn't that amazing? So you can sing to yourself and you can sing yourself out of illness. We're doing that in worship and praise. You know, I'm, I'm going to see if I can get uh, Sophia to do some of that. I'm, uh, reaching out to Sophia Mears. It's not uh, in relation to Norman and Vicki, but they used to come to the church years ago, and she's facing a major illness here. But uh, has anybody heard of the little book, Quantum Faith, by um, Annette Capps? If don't, look it up. I think you can get it off of Amazon. It's a little bitty book, and I think it cost $1.25. Amazing. It talks about all the frequencies and the quantum physics and how our words are so powerful. Now, who am I speaking to right now especially? Moi, speaking to me, because I still need to line up some words. But, hey, I'm doing it. I'm getting it. 
and I am getting great and wonderful results. You know, like um, uh, Sue got us started on that blessing, the power of blessing, uh, and the power of blessing others, and it works. Um, you need to use it um, when you've got the super negatives going on, right? And that's when you say it really, really works good for you. All right, so back to these frequency. If we have a low frequency of sound, it's calm and it's soothing, you know, like when I'm playing the harp, like a soothing sound. But a high frequency, like higher notes, lifts the spirits, and you become happier, and you get joy. Now, it, it said this on, on the Internet here. How can I change my body's frequency? There are a few ways to do this, to raise your vibration frequency. And I'm saying this in the natural, but think about that quantum book that Annette Capps uh, has written, and then you can look up things too. So how can you raise your vibration frequency with gratitude? Gratitude is one of the quickest ways to amp up your vibration. Again, this is out in the natural world that they're saying this. Love, generosity, uh, meditation and breath work. Well, we talk about the meditation of the Holy Spirit, the meditation and prayer, and the meditation as you read the Scripture. Because remember, we had meditation first, not the world. So the world's meditation, you know, with your whatever they want to do. <laughs> I'm going to make all these noises tonight. Well, that is um, the counterfeit, okay? But we've got the real thing. So how can you raise your vibration? With forgiveness. Eating high-fiber foods. Reduce, eliminate alcohol and toxins from your body and to think positive thoughts. I thought that was absolutely amazing that, that it came over the Internet like that, you know? All right. Anybody got a comment, question, statement? Yes. Anybody? All right. So God has truly set his sanctuary within us. Where did the song of the Lord originate? It came from David through prophetic revelation. God is saying to us in these days that he is restoring the tabernacle of David, which is the glory of congregational worship. This includes voices, instruments, dancing, wave offerings to him, jumping, leaping, praising, singing with all our hearts and our mights. You know, we had um, Isabel's friend, and she came, and she was an artist, and she drew while worship was going on. So many wonderful ways that we can um, come into worship with congregational worship. Um, I know that you all feel this, and I know other people do as well. Maybe some don't get it, but I would say 95% of the people get it. It's great to come together than to just stay home and watch the YouTube or the TV for a service. or You get more life in it. You get the fellowship. You get to sing together. I'm going to say something about that in a minute. It's just, it's amazing how the congregational worship will lift your spirits. Now, look, we didn't even sing, and they were doing vibrations to us. With She was, she was doing vibrations. Uh, Wesley was doing vibrations. Philip was, and it was all out of what? Stringed instruments, like it says in the Scripture. On the keyboard, they didn't have pianos in those days, but it had all the strings. I love to read this uh, when it talks about all of the people in the temple. And 
Um, I, I could have gone on that, but I'm like, I'm going to save that for later because it was so involved and it was so rich. Uh, thousands on the lyre and the harp. So I was listening to the lyre last night, L-Y-R-E, and it has about five or six strings, and they're always in a minor key, you know, the, the Hebrew type of music. And uh, this man was also singing um, uh, Jewish worship. And it was so beautiful. Just imagine hundreds of those, hundreds and hundreds of harps. And then they had the choir. And in the choir, um, uh, in the Temple of David, uh, they had all of these, maybe 2,000 people or more. I don't even, I have to look that, that back up on, on the scripture. And they're singing, praise to the Lord. Your, your name, your word endures forever. Your mercy. Oh, it's just, just think about all of those and the vibrations that are going forth. All right, so this includes all of these voices and instruments, dancing and so forth. How important is the song of the Lord? It is truly essential to the flow of life in a service. You ever been in a service? It can be a low service. It can be a high service, you know. But we're always striving um, here at the river to have praise and worship to lift the spirits of the people. And that's why we pray over ourselves. I would love to do this. Um, don't know when it could ever happen. I've talked about it for years because it's such dedication. Here's the way Toronto. Uh, how many have gone to the Toronto Revival in the past years? We're going to show that video sometime. How many over here? Just Lorraine? Anybody else? Yep. And Dave and I went about three or four times. Uh, remember Melinda and Bill Fish, and they, they went over and over and over. They were up in Pennsylvania because she just said, we were so dry, and we just needed God. We needed him in our, he, we needed him in our church, and we needed the move of God because we were just a bunch of dry sticks. Well, they, they got there, and I'll tell you, there was no uh, wet on the wood because the fire of God would hit people. But they uh, developed and had the attitude of prayer there because all of their worship team had to arrive two to three hours early. They had to soak with just nothing but music. They could lay down uh, worshiping. They were not on musical instruments. They just um, would pipe in some music, and they would give themselves just in worship. And then they would get up and they'd practice for about 45 minutes. Then they'd have group prayer, and then now they're ready to go out to the congregation. I'm telling you, everything just went off like missiles. It was, it was wonderful, wonderful. I would love to do that, but, um, you know, our people are dedicated. But um, who knows what the Lord's going to show us in the future. Hey, we may be here worshiping all the time. We're ready, we're ready to fill the house and keep worship going 24-7. All right, so it's truly essential in the flow of life and a service. I wanted to read this about um, how our brains think and what happens when we sing together. So what happens is that we're um, um, both um, both of our sides of our brain need to be fired up, and um, we need to know that group singing encourages bonding and has an even greater effect when singing alone. The endorphins released when we sing, it's oxytocin and dopamine, enhance the neuroplasticity. I know what that means. The, you know, it's, all the, it's called um, 
synapses. All these things are firing off in your brain and coming together. And it will boost your immune system. It will fight illness, depression, and strokes and help us manage pain. That's, that's, that's not even in the scripture. It is in the scripture, but it's, it's said differently. But that comes right off uh, of the Internet. And then um, what does music do and how does it use both sides of the brain? Um, musicians use both sides of the brain because the right side can help us sense of a whole situation. The left side can make sense of details. When we speak, the left side, the left hand uh, side of the brain is involved. That part that controls word formation and sentence structure. But when we sing, the right hemisphere of the brain that we rely upon produces rhythm and melody of music. So what happens when you're using both? You're in unity with yourself. And then there was a study, which I didn't look up, but we were talking about that today, that when you're speaking in tongues and you sing in the Holy Spirit, then you're truly involved with both sides of the brain and all of the worship is going up, but it's also filling you, downloading in you such goodness, such peace, such healing. I want you to try it, okay? How many have not tried that singing in the spirit? Like in your own personal time, we have in church. But if you haven't tried it, I want you to start that. Like do a, do a worship time even tonight before you go to bed or in the morning uh, when you get up. Um, also, uh, there's a, um, let's read this. Uh, yeah, I already said that. All right. There's also um, one part of the brain, and it's called the golden brain. And it's used to refer to people who use both sides of their brain equally. Uh, this is very similar to how some people are either right-handed or left-handed, and some people are even ambidextrous. So we know that our voice is controlled by the right side, and the left side is like thinking about the words, and uh, I believe it said it was the tempo and so forth. But you can study. Y'all can bring me stuff back. I would love to... I would love to hear about it. Anybody got a comment yet? No comments? Okay. I've got another one I'm going to save. So the message is clear. If you want to feel good and have a brain that works well, music is a great path to better cognitive function, mental health, and well-being. And it doesn't even have to sound good. Many people are putting off doing it because they, they have been told in the past that they're not good at it and shouldn't bother. But it's part of our fiber to sing, and whether you sound nice or not, it's well worth doing daily, even if briefly, and they say even briefly in the shower. You know, a lot of people will sing in their house. They'll sing in their kitchen. Um, you were telling me how Bombi, you know, she's, she's cooking, and she's always singing, and I haven't heard Bombi yet. Bombi is a sweet um, Filipino lady uh, that is, um, uh, that Bobby and uh, she have uh, been coming, and um, I would just love to hear her voice very soon. I told her I wanted to hear that. So let's move on here. All right. So how important is the song of the Lord? It's truly essential to the flow of life in a service. Um, let's talk about Judah. Judah means praise. And so the, here's the tribe of Judah, and they're leading out in the army of the Lord, um, in Israel's army. And it put them into tempo for their marching orders found in Numbers 10, 14. 
If I can look that up quick or somebody can look it up for me, we will read that. I had it marked and I... You got it? All right, read it real loud. Okay, so it's talking about songs were assigned to different tribes, but especially to Judah, which means praise, and they would go before the army of the Lord. And you've read the scriptures too where it says an army terrible with banners and flags the terrible part is like they knew what they were doing they were going as a unit as we do this and march boldly into the presence of the lord we get our answers to prayers amen but we also enjoy the praise and we enjoy the worship all right number b the song of the lord confuses the enemy um i'm going to read somebody read second chronicles 20 real quick and somebody read Isaiah 30, 29 through 32. I'm going to take 2 Kings. Uh, somebody read Psalm 149 and 6. Anybody got some of those? Doesn't matter which one comes first. 2 Chronicles 20. Oh, no, just read a portion. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Yeah, 20 to 22. All right, read loud. So they were giving thanks even before they went into battle. Then probably they were still singing and uh, musicians were playing as they marched forth uh, in, into the battle, you know, with, huh? All right, they set an ambush against the enemy and they won the battle. All right, who has Psalm 149.6? Yep. Okay, so we've got to have the double-edged sword, which is what? The word of the Lord. Amen. Um, and Isaiah 30, 29 through 32. Yeah, Kimberly. Wow, I'm telling you. And that's, that's the way we are to pay attention to the song of the Lord and the worship and praise because it's all found in the praise, the healing, what we need. We've got enemies. Uh, we've got destruction. 
uh, we need we have we have uh, great needs in the natural uh, for our children, for family, uh, for jobs, and it's found in the worship as we give ourselves. I want to read Second Kings three fourteen, and this is talking about Elisha. I tell you, he was he was a pretty interesting dude, and kind of kind of maybe um, a little more than um, uh, judgmental, shall we say. Now, he put a curse on these young men. I just want to read this. Elijah had just performed a miracle, and um, um, he'd thrown salt into the water, and he said, now the spring water is good, and the Lord has healed the water. And he's walking away, and these boys got together, and they were mocking him as he was going out of the city. And they said, um, go up, you bald head, go up, you bald head. And he turned around and saw them and cursed them in the name of the Lord, then two she-bears came out of the woods and ripped open 42 of the boys. And then he just went walking off. Now, we don't curse anymore. Why? Because Jesus became the curse for us. We bless. Amen. I just thought I'd read that little thing for you. All right. So back to the scripture. Look at Second Kings 3 and verse 14. Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, Surely were it not for my regard for Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not even look at you or see you. And he was just telling them, you know, it's like, I'm irritated with you and I'm angry the way you've been handling things. Now bring me a musician. And when the musician played, the hand of the Lord came upon him, which was Elisha. And he said, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of pools. For thus says the Lord, you will not see wind, you won't see rain, Yet that valley will be filled with water that you can drink, both you and your livestock and your cattle. This is an easy thing in the sight of the Lord, and he will give the Moabites into your hand. And it goes on. And so they had, they had total victory because they listened to the prophet, and they did accordingly. And then uh, the Lord blessed them in the battle. But uh, this is just so awesome because the song of the Lord confuses the enemy. So when you have... A song in your heart, even if it's hard to bring it up and out, the enemy will scatter. He'll be defeated. Amen? All right, see, it breaks yokes. So whenever uh, we're singing before the Lord and have a song of the Lord, it will break yokes. This used to be yoked, you know, we used to be yoked with the world, but now we are yoked with Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that we are yoked with you. You know, I looked up and was uh, interesting about yokes because I was raised on a farm, but we never had the ox or the cattle. And they put that wooden thing on them, and then they put the little um, long pole of wood. And so they were together. They had to move together. They had to plow the field together. But now we're yoked with Jesus. But it says in the Scripture, his yoke is easy, and his burden is light. Uh, it's so wonderful to remind ourselves that as we're yoked with Jesus, what is he doing? He's just hand in hand with us, arm in arm with us, walking us through every situation in life. Amen? All right, somebody look up uh, 1 Samuel 10, 5, 6, Isaiah 6, 1 through 8. I will just read a portion of Isaiah 1 through 8 because I want to move on. I want, you to, I want you to look these scriptures up. I want to pay attention to the scriptures, but I have so much to say tonight. So number D, it births others into ministry. You know, as we give ourselves in worship and praise, God will show us strategy plans, and we can give those out to what? People that are going out on the streets, people are going into mission fields, 
um, it births others into ministry. Who has First Samuel ten five through six? All right, Andrea. Wow, changed into a different person. We have been in meetings like that, and that was years ago in New Orleans when the Greens first started, and it was glorious. And we would begin to um, sing melodies, sing scripture. Other people were prophesying. They'd come up and share it. Uh, Yokes were then broken off of people that were connected to the world, and uh, it birthed them into a ministry of serving the Lord. Uh, Isaiah 6, 1 through 8, just read a portion of that. Yeah, uh, Diane. Amen. I'll let you stop there. That's that's wonderful. Please, y'all, read all these scriptures and meditate on that tomorrow. Amen. The song of the Lord brings the glorious presence of God. Who has Second Chronicles eleven through fourteen? Did anybody look that up? Or Psalm twenty-two three? Can you look it up quick? Anybody? All right, Psalm twenty-two three. Go. All right, so you are the Holy One that Israel praises, and that's us. Second uh, Chronicles 5, 11 through 14, who's got that? Yep. Amen. Amen. Isn't that glorious? That's a wonderful scripture. So it's just so it is just so absolutely rich. I want to read this one thing and then we're going to start quoting uh, some scriptures. Um, I want to talk about what organ do you use to sing? And this this I looked up on the web. The larynx. The larynx houses the vocal folds, and that's why it's commonly referred to as the voice box. It is situated just below the pharynx, the part of the neck and throat situated immediately behind the mouth, the nasal cavity, the cranial, and above the esophagus. Um, have you ever um, wondered, I'm pretty sure you have, but 
I have a lot. Dave has a lot. That God will not be speaking like in a language like us. It says that where is he? He's in the wind. The voice of many waters. Uh, I remember on the uh, Barry Bennett, he referred to that over and over. The voice of many waters. Um, we've got to show this sometime. We've got this DVD, and it was out of a, a teaching of Bethel some years ago. And... Um, this man was teaching, and he said, I'm going to show you what happened in our worship and praise. So they were singing some particular songs. You know how Wesley and Veronica set it up tonight, which was glorious. All right, there you are in this wonderful cloud of glory in his presence. So they begin to sing songs, and then uh, the, the leader was hearing something. And then suddenly the musician, he changed to another song, and it went away. And he said, go back, go back. What? what? Go back to the other song that you were singing. He went back and began to sing the song right before he had changed. And then this sound of rushing waters came in. Ooh, and it got louder, louder. It filled the place. Then the glory of God hid, and they were just all down on their knees. They were down on the floor, stretched out. The presence of God was so heavy. They said it was like a white cloud, even higher than this. And it came in, and that's what we're talking about when we say the glory, the Shekinah glory of the Lord. It's hit Dave and I before as we were worshiping. It's a wonderful place to be. But I wanted to um, remind you that God, is his sound might be in voice of many waters, but ours is with a language. Or we can talk about the wind of the Holy Spirit. But with the larynx, when I read this, and it reminded me, we all have songs and music in us and we have a musical instrument in us because the larynx right here is referred to as the windpipe it's the windpipe we can all make sounds to the lord we make sounds in the natural i don't know if it hits you like that but it certainly hit me and we have the windpipe of the holy spirit built into our physical bodies it says each puff of air is the beginning of a sound wave. There it goes back to that quantum physics with Annette. And um, what, uh, what, are, what is released in your brain when you sing? It's that elation and the endorphins, that hormone released by singing, which is associated with feelings of pleasure, and it relieves anxiety and stress. Have you ever felt better? How many have felt really low when you're coming in? You know, you, you get to the door and you're like, I don't know how I made it tonight. I don't know why I came. Some, some, some lady told me that on Sunday, and, and she's a regular tenor. She said, oh, I was, uh, I was going to come, but I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's just so far. I don't feel like getting out. I don't know. I just, she said, within 10 minutes, I don't know what happened. She says, I looked in the mirror in the bathroom. I started fixing my hair. Then suddenly I was out of there. She says, I came to the door. Boom. Everything lifted off of her, the heaviness, the weightiness. And there she was in the presence of the Lord with all of us, singing and rejoicing. And she just gave me that testimony just like two days ago. So praise the Lord. All right, number six. What are the requirements to sing the song of the Lord? Freedom and worship. We have that. Do we have that here? Yes. A singing voice. And if you don't have a singing voice or you kind of yodel or sing off key, still sing a song to the Lord, okay? A joyful sound. Humility. A student of the word, that is foremost and uttermost, you have to turn to the scriptures. And number five, filled with the spirit. 
filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, will, um, it says a requirement, but if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, because you receive the Holy Spirit when you're, when you're um, first saved. Ask God to give you a new song, a melody of notes that will give birth to spiritual songs. The song of the Lord is dialogue between the bride and the bridegroom. The church, the bride, worships the Lord Jesus, the bridegroom, and he sings back to the church. I don't know why I went to another page when I hit the thing. He sing, and he sings back to the church. Somebody read Jeremiah thirty-three eleven. Jeremiah thirty-three eleven. Anybody got it? I love it. The steadfast love. Amen. All right. Turn to your page because we're going to start reading these out together. Okay. Ephesians 5, 18 through 19. Are you ready? And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Colossians three sixteen. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. 1 Corinthians 14. For I know, for I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. I love the Passion Translation, so let's read that. For if I am praying in a tongue, my spirit is engaged in prayer, but I have no clear understanding of what is being said. So here's what I've concluded. I will pray in the Spirit, but I will also pray with my mind engaged. I will sing rapturous praises in the spirit, and I will also sing with my mind engaged. So what is the origin of music? It came from God. It was given to man at the moment of creation when the morning stars sang together. All right, stop there. I'm like, what? I mean, it just exploded in me. The morning stars singing over all the earth as God was created. It's just amazing, isn't it? All right, let's go on. The Bible says that God will rejoice over us with singing. Another translation, the Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take delight in you, and in his love he will no longer rebuke you, but rejoice over you with singing. Uh, Job 38, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. Rejoice over you with singing. The sorrows for the appointed feast I will remove from you, 
they are a burden and a reproach to you, an acceptable exclamation of the origin of music and music instruments. And I made that little note that I believe that the, the sorrow speak of the enemy setting us up for, for defeat, and he alone will remove the shame and the heavy burden that the enemy tries to put on us. I feel like that was kind of a little translation there for that. Okay, I, I rifle through that because I wanted to end with this particular song, but before we do, we are going to practice in the song of the Lord. I want at least five people, I could be more if we're not too long with it, to ask the Lord for a song. You can look at Psalm 150. Look at Psalm 95, look at Psalm 91, look at Psalm 145, Psalm 34, Psalm 100. And just, uh, I'm just going to give you uh, just a few minutes, because we just have a few minutes, um, to ask the Lord for a song. And it could be a short one, you know, we don't need the, don't need the whole psalm song, you know. But you can ask the Lord for a short song. We, we need to have a, a class on this, don't we? Um, I want to, uh, let me do, let me do Psalm 150 and I'll show you. I think you all know what to do, but I'm going to sing this one. Uh, part of this was out of, um, New Orleans day when we learned this one, you know, uh, Psalm 150 is like this. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the shofar. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments and flute. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clanging cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you know, you can just get so many melodies. Look at, look at the way music attracts the world. People are always bebopping with the music, the acid rock, the slow rock, the jazz. Hey, I like good jazz music. Uh, I like good uh, 40s music, you know. We like Frank Sinatra music at times, you know. We heard something. I don't know. We need to find out. But somebody said he was led to the Lord, you know, as he was... Um, uh, getting ready to meet his maker, but um, like Frankie always said, you know, it's Frankie's world, baby. You just live in it, you know. He used to say that. Well, it's not. It's Jesus' world, and we are allowed to live in it. So I'm asking you right now, who can sing out even two or three phrases of a a psalm? You know, this is what David did. He wrote them all, and he did it with his harp way out in the back part of the desert. Of course, now he's in the palace, and he's um, got probably many, many instruments that he plays. But on the stringed instrument, just like when I started playing the harp, all of the harp strings were made out of sheep gut. And that's what David used for strings. And, of course, all through history. Now, when we got to about the 50s, they changed that. But still, some, are still, some of your strings on the harp are made out of sheep gut because they're the strongest. And they resonate with sound. What does that mean to me? There again explodes in my head. Jesus, the Lamb of God. And now we play the harp with the strings from the Lamb. Isn't that beautiful? Such a gorgeous thought there. All right, who's got a song? Who's got a song? Praise the Lord. 
Okay, I'm going to call on some people if you don't. Who's got a song? All right, Sue, you're laughing. You got a song. Got a song. She's always got a song in her. She and I are always making up songs. We're singing them out. Go ahead. Well, I, I actually wrote a song from Psalms 150, if you want me to do that. Let's see. Praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise ye the Lord, everyone praise the Lord, everything that hath breath praise Praise ye the Lord. All right. Good, good. Now, we all want a voice like Veronica, don't we? A well-trained voice in the natural, because that was her major at college, but then she's using it for the Lord, too. You got one? All right, go. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It, it is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of the pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give him thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And your faithfulness is on to all generations. Amen. Amen. Good, good. All right. Anybody else got one? But no longer than that, so we can move. I think I see somebody over there, but she's looking down. Are you ready? All right. And then I'll get you, Wesley. I know you have a song of the Lord. The mighty one, God the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun to its going down out of Zion. The perfection of beauty, God will shine forth. Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. Anybody else have in this section have something? Have something? All right, Brother Wesley. Yeah. Real short. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Now, why are we doing all of this? Because you, my people, you're going to start having the song of the Lord in service. It's going to raise the bar. It's going to raise the level of the Holy Spirit to a mighty, mighty level. As it bubbles up and comes out of you, it's going to bless others. So this is what we want to do to encourage you. Have a song. Have a song. All right. 
scripture. Um, it's First Timothy um, one seventeen. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. So you see, you know, you're you're um, being creative. Thank you for that. All right, we've got time for two more because I want to end with a song. Okay, Bobby? Uh, you can. Yeah, all right, go. Okay. And that's what David Dollar does in, in service, too. Thank you so much. All right. You make known to me the path of life. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Andrew, you have one? I feel like the Lord's speaking to me about Andrea. Now, when we all love to be like um, uh, Dottie Rambo, what she stop on before she went to see the Lord? Oh, let's see, what was it? 700 songs? It was just amazing. And the Lord gave her this song from Danny Boy. Oh, Danny Boy. Da -da 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 -ba -da. I played it on the harp forever. Played it on the piano forever. Amazing Grace. Da -da -da -da. It will always be my song of, of joy. That's a beautiful song. And she just took a melody from the world and put it to scripture. Psalms 117. Praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye peoples, for his merciful Kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. So, um, can we start something on Sunday morning? And, um, you know, I'll, I'll sound off for the song of the Lord. I'll just give myself to it and ask the Lord to give me a song. It doesn't mean it has to be, um, you know, just be by scripture. And it could just be the melody. It could be in a minor key. It could be in a major key. doesn't matter. But it just make yourself available. Let it come up and out of you. And we've got a lot of other stories we were talking about today. And so 
just need another time to teach this. So, Veronica, how many songs have you written so far? About 90-something. 90-plus songs she's already written. So I've got about five or eight songs. But, you know, I've got so many songs, and then I'll start them. It'll be just about a little thing. But I always keep these little papers. That's what Dolly Parton, I read something about Dolly Parton. And she keeps all these little scraps of paper that she'd scribble on if she's in a restaurant or she's out talking with somebody. And then later on, some years later, then it comes into a song, you know. But um, anyway, I just thank you for letting me share with you. But it's, it's only a beginning. Give yourself to the song of the Lord to bless the congregation. Uh, let's just see what God does. Amen. All right, go ahead. And we're going to end with this because this is a high-frequency sound. And you will love it because this young man is playing the pan flute.
Thank you, Father.